a puck deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yep, we're back. Episode 98 of Just Dishing It. Joined. Unfortunately, we were going to have Derek back today. I have to say it. We were going to have him back. And could you imagine the nerve of this guy to forget about his own mother's birthday dinner? He didn't forget. He forgot to tell us about it when we were setting up the episode this week. So he didn't forget on his mother. So I'm not going to drag Derek like that. I would never do that. But nevertheless, kind of funny. He was finally free to come back. So we got to delay it one more week, but it's cool. Um, Willie's here. My co-host is always John Toots Tudor is here. About to get those wisdoms yanked. So he's just kind of enjoying. Good morning, tomorrow. Gonna, oh, yeah. He's going to next podcast episode. Hi, my name's Johnny. Oh, brutal. <laughs> Brutal. You get it? It's just a joke. It's just his wisdom teeth. <laughs> How are you, boys? It's been a day. Willie's just racking up. He's got that powerful gear on. He's just loving life. How was oh, your yeah. trip, buddy? You got to hit a few pipes down the middle there? Yeah, it was good. Beth uh, paid Billy. How many, how many holes? <laughs> I don't know how many holes uh, How many holes we got in, but Jesus I'm gonna, Friday, I'm gonna... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, golf. At least, at least nine holes. Uh, a day saturday was bad we played nine holes made the turn thought we could get a coffee in get a little lunch in go back mm-hmm. out absolutely not we were stupid the guy the guy in just cold <laughs> and windy or what was it yes yeah, yeah all of it it was hailing yeah. before we started oh. and when we got out there it was just wind and rain we get done with the front nine we come back. The guy goes, yeah, just, you know, take your time, play it out, play it by ear, see what happens with the weather. We come back. He goes, oh, you guys think you're going to make a go for it? And we're like, well, yeah, we're here. And he's like, you guys are idiots. And we're like, okay, buddy, like, we'll see what happens. We all hit our first tee shot on 10, went and picked up our balls and turned right back around, went home. <laughs> so oh, it was, Saturday it's was the only tough oh. day. It's tough when people say that too, right? Because it's easy for him to say that when he lives there and gets to play there all the time. But, right, like if it's your home course and the weather's like that and it's some random Saturday in June, you're just going to say, all right, I'll play tomorrow or I'll play next week. But when you go somewhere for a trip, you're going to try to play. It doesn't matter what the conditions are. You already traveled there with the only with the purpose of playing. Yeah, exactly. Is it this sparks a question for me though? Is it better in that situation that weather screws up your golf trip out of your control, obviously, or you have that buddy, or it's you who just got way too buckled the night before and he's hung over, he's struggling to play. You know what I'm saying? If it's my buddy, I don't care. He can lay on the couch. I'm playing golf. Let him drive the car. Well, yeah, fair enough. So I that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, what do you think feels worse? Because I've never had either happen to me. I would, say the, like, I would say the weather, personally. Because, because you just simply have no control over it. Yeah, you have no control, right? And like I, what I do personally, and we'll see how this trip goes, my next one, because these boys are already talking about being degenerate uh, drunks for the week. But, um, you know, I, I personally like the trip that I went on in uh, mm. in December, I knew or January, I knew 
that we got there on uh, Thursday, we're playing 18 right off the plane. And then Friday, Saturday, you're playing 36, and your first round is going to start at like 7, 7.30. So when I'm drinking the night before, I didn't get drunk that whole weekend. I'd have two or three beers hanging out with the boys, but I know I'm not trying to be buckled because – I'm playing a course that I think is really cool and I might not get the opportunity to play again. So I want to enjoy it. Right. I don't, I don't want to ruin my trip because I had a couple extra Miller lights that cost, you know, 15 bucks at the store. Like I already paid all the money to be there. I'm not going to ruin it by being hungover. I agree. And it was like, it was different because yeah, the weather sucked, right? Like, we didn't have anyone that was too buckled. All the guys that were there, we basically drank beer for four days straight. So we weren't we weren't ever buckled. We were just like right in the slot the whole trip. Mm. Right, because when you're on the course, right, your bev cart comes around. You're getting a you're getting a mixed drink. You're getting a beer like every time they come by. So you don't want to put yourself in a situation you're not going to enjoy yourself while you're out there. Yeah, ride that buzz through the whole weekend. Don't don't get too buckled on one night, especially. I mean, maybe hey, you got a little weather coming in. Chances that you play aren't very great. Go ahead, have a couple more that night. But that's like that's the thing is the guys that I went with, they were like, Oh yeah, we're doing a guy's trip and Bill's here to play golf. Like we're here to watch you play <laughs> golf, basically. So it's like so I'm always gonna have that like bit of brain damage where it's like, I wanna play this round no matter what. And we all kind of had that feeling, but you know, the weather, it's it's tough. We tried to play through it, and I think we gave it a hell of a shot, but I mean, as the guy said, we were idiots for doing it. We just didn't know it at the time. But he gave you us to fuck around spiel. and find out, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let them go. <laughs> let them let them figure it out themselves. But the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm just kind of getting things tied together here, and then I'm getting out of here. And the cart boys just waiting on you guys. And we we're like, all right, see ya. Like we're gonna <laughs> go try to play. <laughs> like so. I mean, they were waiting on us. We get it, but. I mean, besides that, Friday, um, Sunday, and Monday was really good. Monday, we played that course. We played all 18 on the course that we couldn't finish Saturday. We got a grain check for a full 18 with a cart. And it wasn't with all the gentlemen. It was just with me and my other buddy that I flew down with. So that was kind of sucked because not everyone was there to enjoy it. But the best day for golf, like no wind, sunshine. I was in a sweatshirt, no raincoat. Did that. Went to Timber Point, it was called, and then we went to Beth Page State Park and saw all the courses. Got to drool over the black course a little bit and mm-hmm. have have images in my head of how badly I would p- play the course just looking at it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh. And went on my way. But we did play the blue course, and that was it was a lot of fun. It was just cool to be in a different area and and to explore a little bit. So nice, that's yeah. awesome. Always oh, fun. Yeah, that's like I don't I don't know about you, Billy, but like that's one of my biggest fears is with these golf trips because you plan them right so far in advance, and then you book your flights, you take your PTO from work. That's not <laughs> refundable, right? Like if I get on the plane and I fly down there, and I've already used these PTO days, and then I get there and it's unplayable conditions because it's fifty mile an hour wind and it's raining sideways. 
Like I don't get it's to March in New York, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get to go tell the airline like, Hey, sorry, like cancel my trip, send me home now and give me my money back. Like, you know, you're just kind of shit out of luck at that point. Like, yeah, I got a rain check for next weekend. Can I come back please? Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you don't, you only get so much time off from work when you're like us and you're in that nine to five life still. So it's like, yeah, it's, that's tough. I mean, that's something yeah, like I try not to like think about it too much, but I'm like, to me, that would be the worst way to have a trip ruined. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, we schedule, we scheduled the tea time on a Saturday and it's supposed to be 60 sunny and no wind. And of course it was the worst day on the whole trip. Like, it, like, and it was a week before. So like, you never know what's going to happen. I would just say, go and enjoy it. You You can never predict the weather. You really can't. As yeah. much as you want to stare at the Weather Channel app, it's going to lie to you. Yeah. At some sorry. point. At some sorry, point. Weather Channel. Figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's, the Weather Channel's contending with Mother Nature, baby. We're all at the helm. It's, it is what it is. You're never going to nail it right. 100%. I should have attacked them like that. I'm sorry, Weather Channel. That's okay, Willie. You can have your opinions on the Weather Channel. We won't judge you for it. That's okay. That's all right. It'll happen. <laughs> um... Next thing I wanted to discuss while we're on the golf talk, um, as has been the case, I feel like the past episode or two, there's been almost one little snippet of news that one of us sees, and it almost carries an entire episode because there's so many layers to it. I can't say that this topic is going to be that successful, but very interesting nevertheless. Um, I don't know if... I not signed in. I can't pull it up on here, but uh, it was that quote that I sent you guys, or it was a tweet, I believe, regarding um, live tour players if they break their contract. I don't know any details about this. I sent it because it was news to me, Tudor and or Willie. I'm sure you guys may have known about this. Um, don't know which one of you wants to start as far as you know, diving into it. Um, Cause I, I believe the original tweet was regarded around Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Brooks has been one of the guys. So there's been kind of murmurs around golf media and the golf community recently about, you know, what happens if some of the guys from live decide this isn't really what I want. I thought I wanted the money, but I really miss playing PGA tour golf and what that would look like. I think the conversation started really centered around would the PGA tour even allow these guys to come back. But what it's kind of taken on is Brooks Kepka has kind of been the one guy people have keyed in on saying maybe he would be the person that would want to come back uh, or want to come back first. But now the conversation has gone to the contracts that these guys signed, right? They signed massive deals. A lot of the big name guys like Brooks, um, his deal was rumored to be a hundred million dollar, uh, deal. And now they're saying that there's potential in these contracts that these guys could be forced if they break the contract early to pay back that money at some multiple of what they received up to four times. So if Brooks had a hundred million dollar contract and he broke, broke it, he could potentially have to pay up to 400 million. I, from what I read briefly, it would be through courts, I believe in England. 
uh, that this is that this would be going through. So it's not like a U.S. based thing. So I don't know how the laws differ overseas. Personally, I just I can't wrap my head around two things. One, I understand that nobody goes into an agreement or a contract with thinking that they're going to break it early. Right. Like usually you're going to think it's a long term move and that's why you're doing it or at least three years or whatever the term they signed is. Mm-hmm. But between yourself and your legal counsel, your agent, whoever is reading over the contract with you, I find it hard to believe that all of these guys would have signed the contract with that clause in it. Right. Um, and even if they did, I really don't know how enforceable that actually is. Yeah, like how binding is that whatever the actual wording is in the contract? Obviously not from the tweet. Yeah, like from what I understand, and I'm not a legal expert, but there's certain things that you can put in a contract. But if they're beyond what the court could consider reasonable... I'm pretty sure they can just say that's not totally enforceable, right? And I think certain industries, for example, right, in the professional world where a lot of people can probably relate to this, some of us in our jobs have to sign a non-compete clause when we when we go to work. Mm-hmm. And if we were to leave our company for two years after we leave, we can't solicit any business, any clients from our current company. Right. It might even extend, depending on your contract, to soliciting talent, like bringing your coworkers with you to work at your new company. Um, right. So, industry standard, at least for the industry I'm in, is two years. I have heard of companies trying to sign people up for like a three plus year non compete. And from what I understand, people in the industry have told me, like, the court usually won't uphold that past like the two year industry standard. So it almost makes me wonder if something like that would come into play here where the court might be like, Hey, if you want to say he broke the contract and he has to give you the hundred million back that you gave him already. Sure. Fine. That was part of the contract, but you can't say he's got to pay you four times what you paid him. I would guess there might be something like that that comes into play. But again, I'm, I'm not a legal expert. I don't know how the courts overseas work, but I don't know. I just find it really hard to believe that any of these guys and their teams, their attorneys, whoever, a lot of smart people in the room would all sign that type of agreement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's basically all of what I thought out really quickly. Um, for those that are watching on YouTube, uh, Willie did pull up the actual tweet. Um, for those that aren't, um, I can't read this guy's name. What is it? John Nucci? 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 Yeah. Nucci? Oh, it's, I thought it was an either. John Nucci tweeted, um, New, if a live player wants to break their contract, the penalty is two times to four times their signing bonus. Per Alex McKeel, McNeil? McKeel? McKeely, if Brooks Kepka received 100 million as reported, that could mean up to a 400 million dollar penalty if he wanted to leave the live tour. So sounds kind of crazy, right? And 
it's one of those things where I saw it and I'm like, I don't know if this is actually true. Um, I can't see what that comment says, Willie. <laughs> sure, says, it's pretty fun. Says, so you're telling me there's a catch. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Shout it's out so to good. that commenter. It's so good, dude. Uh, man. Comment no, sections think... are interesting places. But, uh, yeah, it's right, Willie. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, what Tudor said, you'd be stunned if that was actually enforceable and actually really in there, like black and white. And they, all these guys left the PGA tour and signed that deal. Right. Regardless yeah. of what their signing bonus was. That's just crazy. Yeah. It I might mean, be maybe, something maybe that the they... number is big enough. They didn't care. Maybe we could, we could yeah. be wrong. Right. Like a um, hundred million dollars is a lot of money. Maybe for some guys on the tour who weren't, as popular as recognizable of names that left the tour and went to live. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, a, that's an angle too, for sure. It's, it's interesting. Like I, I, it's weird because live is kind of taking a stance as if it's like a step up from the PGA tour. It's like, okay, well, if you left these guys and now you want to return to this company that you just worked for, like, no, like, I, like we're not going to allow that. Like, it seems like it's if it's not in like plain writing, if it's not clear to all of their team, it makes me wonder, like, are they taking this step just because like you decide like you decided to take that step away? And it seemed like PGA, the PGA Tour was taking that stance is like you decided to step away. We're going to punish you because you decided to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Now live tours like, hey, we're going to punish you if you decide to go back on the decision that you just made. Like, Once again, the you know product what this tells me the product. Sorry, Tudor, really quick. It feels to me like the product, which is the players. They become just the pawn in this game between the two tours. Oh, absolutely. And ultimately they suffer. So it's like, yeah, one of those. Sorry to cut you off, though, Tudor. What were you going to no. say? No, not a problem. Um. Uh, what I was really, what this tells me in my head, uh, and that's can be way off sometimes. Inside, you, <laughs> insider but, knowledge. This is yeah. our our so, justiciate official golf correspondent. So what, what, th- what this is, what this kind of screams to me, at least the way that I'm seeing it, is that Live One is worried because is this is that even a conversation to put it in the contract or does this even surface as a conversation if they aren't worried that guys are unhappy playing there and want to leave? And it also tells me there might be a chance or at least live is concerned. There's a chance that the PGA tour would welcome these guys back because now they're saying, whoa, 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 we're not going to let you leave where before their stance was kind of just, hey, come over here. We got the money, we got the party, and it's a lot more fun. (laughs) Like, that's really what it it was at first. Um, So that kind of, I wonder if Liv is is worried. And that's something you hear about golf media talking about all the time now with how is this Liv model sustainable, right? Because you pump all this money into it, and all these players are getting paid, but you're look at the events. There's not very many fans there bringing in revenue. 
I don't know who in the world is buying range goats merchandise, but it's not me. <laughs> and then you look at it and it's like your co- your TV contracts with the CW. That's worse than the NHL and they they're shit at uh it getting deals. Yeah, they don't they don't sign great deals usually. Like, but they so stepped up. So they stepped like, up. So it's like I it almost makes me wonder is is live getting to that point not where they're financially in trouble because I think they just they're backed by enough money where I don't think there is a limit if they really feel like spending it. But yeah, it just, it just maybe shows me that like okay maybe their model isn't taking off the way they thought it would, and I think they are probably a little bit worried that someone like a Brooks Kepko wants to go back to the tour, right? Because ultimately, he's a he's a competitor, right? We all mm-hmm. know Dustin Dustin Johnson. I don't really see him wanting to go back. I think the PGA Tour would take him if he wanted to go back. But Dustin Johnson, I think, loves the idea of playing a little bit less golf and cruising around. And that guy doesn't really care about much of anything. Uh, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's just I DJ. just DJ I just, has such a laid back personality. I just rewatched his interview after the Ryder Cup when he was hammered trying to yeah. Trying to keep it together, and Justin Thomas is just trying to keep a straight face, and he just can't quite do it. Uh, it's such a wholesome clip. I love that love clip. So he good. says, "Like he says, we're really proud of our rookies because they know how to play in big time, big time moments." And then he says it like eight more times, yeah. and they're just cracking up in the back. <laughs> he like can't stop saying it, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's like, we're really proud of our rookies. <laughs> That guy guy just doesn't. He doesn't care. And part of me like thinks that's that's cool, man. That's that's his personality and and power to him. But I do think that there's a real possibility a lot of those guys, or at least some of them, are going to want to come back to the PGA Tour. And honestly, I don't think the PGA Tour is going to going to keep them out if they want to come back. How could you bring up a really good point there? That's because a, that's a huge point. And why depends, wouldn't he just say go? Like, go depends, ahead. See what happens. Yeah, like, it depends on who you are. But if you are Brooks Kepka, who hasn't played the best golf the last couple years, but could still drive some revenue and has the ability to be that top five golfer in the world if he can figure out his mental game and flipping the switch back. Is it as right? simple too, really quick, Tudor? Is he's just not fucking playing enough? I, I think part of it's that, and I also think like Brooks seems to have gotten in like a little bit of a different headspace uh, where he was so good and so competitive beating everyone. And then for whatever reason, right, you don't know what's going on in his personal life or anything like that, but it just seemed like it seemed like he wasn't into it the last couple years as he was falling off. Like, he was visibly frustrated out there, but it never looked like he was he was really that engaged, right? The, His own success, then, maybe, do you think? Like, it just almost like it just was going so good for so long, and then, like, maybe after you're used to that a little bit, I wonder if it just kind of got in – things would not go his way, and it would get in his head a little more than – that well, Brooks that was dominating or something, you know. I think that's I think that's part of it. And in full swing, he even talked about it a little bit. And he used Scotty Scheffler as an example because I mean Scotty's still on a bit of a heater now. But 
you know, he was sitting on his couch at home watching Scotty play. And he was like, that guy is probably walking around the golf course right now, not even thinking about anything. Like there's no thoughts going through his head. And we know like that's when you play your best golf, right? When you're not thinking about your swing or your putting stroke or, you know, oh shit, I got to get up and down here. But last time I had this chip, I bladed it or, you know, hit it a little fat, whatever. Like those are the things you start to think about and snowball in your brain when you're struggling. And I think Brooks was starting to have those sort of thoughts creep in. And he, he talked about that and was kind of open about it. So I don't know if there were outside forces that contributed to that and it spilled over to golf and just snowballed. Or if it's strictly a golf thing, I would love to see him play good golf again because the run that he had in major championships for a few years was incredible. And he was always fun to watch. But, you know, you never know. And golf is one of those things. And Brooks even, he also said it himself in interviews where it's, you know, when everything's going well, it's going well. But mm-hmm. when you lose it, sometimes you feel like you're never going to get it back. Yeah. This is probably, this isn't as relevant, like with playing PGA competitively, getting up to a rank of like top 100 in the world. I, in my mind, was like, I cannot be stopped. Like, mm-hmm. I am. I was like, I belong in the top 100. Like, I belong on the top tour. I belong there. And now I take a couple weeks off or what have you. I have a bad tournament. And now in my mind, I truly, like, I don't believe that I'm top 100. But it's because, like, that's where my mental is. Like, there's no difference between the skill that I possess between, you know, three months ago when I was 99th in the world and to now when I'm, like, 103. It's your, it's all your mental. And to bring another point, golf is, it's a job based on how well you do. Like it's your job to win. If you're not winning, you're not doing your job. And if someone offers you more money to go and play on a, for a different, to work for a different company. And they're like, we don't really care about your performance. We just care that you're here. And we're going to pay you more for that in any job, in any, any career path you're on, you're going to be like, wow, that sounds a lot less stressful than what I'm doing right now. Right. Exactly. So I get it. Like, and then maybe now he does want to come back. But I think this is also too, Willie, to use that same analogy. It's, it seems like it could be to some guys buyer remorse, right? Like how many of us, right. Everyone on this call on this, uh, this podcast right now has worked multiple jobs at this point or for multiple companies in their professional career. And we've seen our friends or other people move around to different companies. It happens a lot where people leave a spot because they're like, eh, I feel like my progress is slowing down. I'm unhappy here, whatever the circumstance, they take their next job. They're super excited about it. And then six months in, after all the onboarding and training wears off and you're not new anymore, they're like, oh, shit, what have I done? The grass isn't greener. I don't like this as much as I like my old job. I wish I could go back. Like, that's a very real thing for some people. And imagine if they put it like that. I think they would be much more like fans would be able to connect with them a little bit more. Maybe media just turns whatever they say like they possibly they 
very likely do that. But right. for him to just be like flat out, I remember in full swing, Dustin Johnson did say that he was like, if you were offered more money to do the same job you're doing now and you don't have to work as much, he goes, I don't know a single person who wouldn't take that. Everybody would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've routed up multiple times. We've had this conversation a ton of times, right? It's it's just simple human beings, economics, whatever you want to call it, human nature. You know, it's interesting though. It's like again, and and to tutor, especially you will know every time we talk about this, we're like, this is gonna continue to be a topic because it's just so interesting. Yeah, where it's like we've never seen, at least I can like there's not like Oh, it's a good example. Lamar Jackson is not going to not play in the NFL this year and go play in the XFL. Like, it's just not going to like, they're not, the XFL is not going to give him more money to go play in that league. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to happen. You're not seeing that in other big sports here. Anywhere really that I know of, like, it's just so interesting to have it be one for me, a non-team sport. So it kind of amplifies the, you know, the people involved a little bit because it's individuals rather than a group in a way, even though you could say like the live golfers or, you know, the guys that left the tour, it's a group of them, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it's just interesting to me to see the dynamic when it's the individuals involved against these two big entities who are in a pissing match. That's what fascinates me because it's all these little things. Just one little tweet that we don't even know is true or not sparked 30 minutes of a discussion. You know, it's just it's one of those unique things that, like, again, for us in our lifetime, I don't recall that we've seen anything like it before. Cool to see a rival that's not. What This only happens in like the wrestling, like pro wrestling. Like, I mean, I guess the only other. I, I, the only thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, the only sport will exclude golf for a minute, and I don't mean to word this in a way that I think Liv is on the same level as the PGA Tour because they're not yet, um, and I don't know that they ever will be, but yeah. the only sport where I think there's equal leagues in terms of stature, prestige, skill level would really be soccer, right? Because if you're a world-class soccer player, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, if you're Leo Messi, if you're any of those type of players, you can go play in Spain. You can go play in England in the EPL. You can play in Bundesliga in Germany. You can you can play in a variety of different leagues just because someone's going to pay you more money. You know, it, go play in Italy. And whatever it is, you're still playing at the highest level of that sport, right? In any of those leagues. And it's still a well-respected league on that playing field where if you're in hockey, yeah, you could go take more money in the KHL, which is probably the second best league in the world, but they're not on the same playing field as the NHL. Same thing with the XFL and the NFL. That's a big gap. Yeah. So it's like baseball. There's not really another one like, you know, that compete with major league baseball. So it's, it's tough. I think that's where it's a little bit unchartered is there's nowhere else that you can really go, I guess, outside of soccer to really look at the way that model works. Even with soccer too, 
like what you mentioned with if you're a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Messi, you can you know, teams can bid for you where you start and you go play here and then it happens again and da 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 yeah. Where in soccer there's lots of different pathways and trajectories players can go on to get to the highest level. But look at Cristiano Ronaldo. Sporting Lisbon was the club, his childhood club. That's where he started, went to the academy there. Out of there, he gets bought by Manchester United, biggest club in the world, right? You would think like that. How can you get any better than this? And eh, nope, you can't forget about Real Madrid. And that's the same thing. David Beckham, same way. Like these generational players and these top, I don't even say generational, but the top elite of the elite players. Like you could say a Brooks Kepka, a Dustin Johnson. At the time they left for live, you would say elite Cam of Smith. the elite. Cam Smith is the top three player in the world. Yeah. So in that way, it's like even there, Ronaldo I mentioned, Beckham, similar career path. You have a childhood club that you start with. It might be somewhere smaller, just your local town. Bigger club or a big club in like Ronaldo's case decides that you need to be there. And you can get even better. And then you think that's the summit being, you know, Manchester United in the Premier League for someone who grew up in the, you know, Portugal. You're like, this is it, right? And then, oh, wait, Real Madrid wants me? And you're just like that. It's kind of a toss up in the league, right? The, I think La Liga and the EPL are almost even. I would say it's just, you know the big clubs, the gap between the big clubs in Spain and the rest is a little bit bigger than the big clubs in England and the rest. So it's just one of those things where, again, as I'm laying this out, right, there's similar paths, similar examples of career trajectories, getting more money to do the same job just at a different company, different team, right? Mm -hmm. So there's some precedent there, but again, it makes you realize that this the live and PGA thing. I mean, what seriously, what would they do? Like John Rom, could he, he you just goes play in the, the European PGA tour? That's all you got. Could you, you can't even do that because it's a PGA, right? If they don't let him back, all these kinds of things. John Rom would have to leave and go to live in my example, right? It's just a guy. I'm just throwing an example out there. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I, th I think it's really interesting that you bring up the point that they can have like a bidding war. Like it's not just well, like PGA and Live Tour. It's like PGA Tour has their legacy. Live Tour has their money. Like I would love to see if the PGA, the PGA Tour started bidding on guys. They were like, all right, well, you're going to have to pay 400 million to go back like to the PGA Tour. And the PGA Tour is like, sure, if they if they want you bad enough, they're like, all right, we'll just pay his penalty. That's what and I then, almost wonder with a guy like Cam Smith, right? Because he hasn't played great golf on live, but he was a top three player in the world. So good dude. when he left and he was winning so everything. Like he was right there at the top of every tournament. And yeah. it's just one of those situations where you wonder guy like that wants to come back. I, I, in general, I like what Live Tour is doing to it because, as as someone who watched, like I watched family members try to become professional in golf, mm -hmm. and they're hell of golfers. Like they are amazing, like plus handicaps, like they got it all. Like, but your final, like your your end goal as a professional yeah play in majors do do your thing get to the Ryder cup like be the best in the world like yeah you have these goals but it's get to pga tour 
not it wasn't I don't know about Messi or Ronaldo or Ibrahimovic, but all of these other clubs are able to offer exactly what they want and they're able to fight over it. Yeah. This to me is a stepping stone where PGA and Live Tour may be the first two, but you add like one or two more in there and then it's gonna get crazy. Like I it's going to get Do you think that's where it's headed, or is it more likely that we see Live go away and it's back to just the PGA tour? Or like I said, is it more likely we see more of these new ventures pop up, new forms? Because you have the longest drive thing. Now you have the live tour, you know? I I think it's really hard in the golf community. Not to cut you off, too. I just think it's hard in the golf community. No, it's a loaded question. I just want it. It's interesting. These are all just popping in as we're chatting here. These are fucking great. It's it's hard because it's like PGA tour is the standard. Like if you jump in there and you're not, if you're anything less, no matter how much money you have to offer, if you're anything less than the PGA tour, you're looked down upon in the golf community Like you are. And that's how it is. But like other, you know, soccer fans, I mean, you may have your, you know, you, you want someone to go to a specific club. You have your preferences. Like you, you're allowed to have that, but each club is able to offer these top guys exactly what they want. Like these guys they're in a competitive league because they have people that are able to fight over them. PGA tour isn't fighting over every, anyone. They're like, we're here. This is the top. If you make it here, you've made it. They're not concerned with anyone else. And I think this puts a little fire under their ass and I think they need it because who, what are you going to have for competition? They're not going to increase like entertainment. They're not going to make events cooler. They're not going to make them more fun for fans unless someone pushes them. They were the standard. Now someone is kind of questioning that standard and it's pushing them. I would, I'd love to see some bidding wars. I would love to see how much money each tour would pay for that person. I know Liv has kind of, you know, I mean, they've already they, made They their have cut, more right? money just because. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, what if it was someone like, <laughs> yeah, I know. They, like, if they, they want more money, they just, money huh? they just grab it. Like, yeah. They like, reach for the paper towel dispenser. That's essentially just this, that's their yeah. cash flow. It's just to me though, I almost <laughs> I almost think of it as to me what's happening when Live first popped up, my thought was I think this will be good for the PGA tour because like Willie said, they are so stuck in the way they do things in tradition that they don't they don't change anything. So this is going to force them to get more innovative, to treat the players better in terms of the way that they're paid, because now you have higher payouts. You're going to have some guaranteed money in terms of uh, every player's guaranteed X amount of dollars. And at the end of the season, if you haven't made that in your tournament winnings, the PGA tour will make you whole to that amount to make sure that your expenses are covered because you have to pay for travel and all that stuff. So all that popped up for the PGA tour players after live. So I think live did a good job of pushing the PGA tour to improve conditions for players. But I think what ultimately happens with that is now the guys that left and kind of push that, are going to look back over their shoulder and be like, damn, if we had that, I wouldn't have left. 
And then I think they might want to come back because they're going to be like, well, now, now they're getting a lot of the types of events, a lot of the types of structures that we wanted anyway. So I wouldn't have left if they were going to do these things. But I also don't think the PGA Tour would have done that on their own without somebody challenging them. Yeah, they got to get a push in the right direction for sure. Uh, I, I love it, but it's also like, what if someone in the NHL did that? Like, what if there was a rival to the NHL? So didn't Seems- that, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but didn't that kind of happen a few times with Russian or Eastern European players? I'm thinking Yager left kind of while he was still dominant and went over there, and then he came back and finished here. Ilya Kovalchuk signed an insane deal with, the devils and then he ended up leaving in the middle of his deal to go to the play in the khl like i mean granted they're not doing that for like they're not doing that for a canadian or like an american player like sydney crosby and alex ovech well ovechkin is russia sydney crosby and uh patrick kane are not getting deals from khl teams being like hey we will double your nhl salary to come play here but if they did, I wonder if guys would go. I mean, they were apt to go during the lockout. I mean, I know that they were kind of allowed to do that. But who, like, it interests me. Like, Pacquiao is definitely one of the names. I don't know why, but maybe he just, like, resembles he's like, very Dustin Brooks Johnson in the way. Yeah. He's, so, he's Brooks and Dustin Johnson mixed together. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, but I would definitely see, like, a few NHLers that were like, hey, we're going to offer you this much money to come and play and regardless of how you play. We just want to have your face. And if it's more money, like I, I don't care if you go dash three tomorrow night, like you're exactly. still getting double the money. hundred million in your pocket before you yeah. start the season. No, I wonder I mean, who would jump. I, I'd be curious to see. I think you'd see a lot of guys toward the second half of their career. Uh, at least yeah. until things got like more established, but I think it the the number would certainly be higher than zero. I can promise you that, right? Yeah. I mean, granted, the other flip side of that is you do have to commit to go and to live in you know Russia. So it's like if you're an American person or a Canadian person, like, do you want to make the commitment to move across the globe? Where like golf, they're traveling to different cities anyway every weekend. So like you can still have the same home base. You just fly to wherever you're playing that week, just like you would on the tour. Yeah, you're gone every weekend. But like yeah, like if I go if I go sign for a, a team in Switzerland to play hockey and and stuff, I can't just like keep my home in Buffalo and fly to Switzerland three times a week when we have a game. Like yeah, right. No, you're right. You're definitely right. It's just interesting. It's different for for each sport, but it's funny what a little bit of competition will do to a league. You start throwing money at people. You start doing all the right things, especially with Live Tour coming in. I mean, how else are you going to grab these big guys? Like, Mm -hmm. unlimited money probably helps. Yes, but to push the PGA Tour to do things that maybe you know the players are kind of asking for well it's the same thing with the nhl like there's players that are asking for a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. but they're not being listened to and i think that's the bottom line is like if they have something that is holding them back or they have you know some qualms about you know whatever league they're in 
it's they're gonna they're gonna take advantage of that and they're gonna say, hey, I'm gonna do something about it. This other league wants me. I'm gonna go. See what happens. Yeah. You want to come back? You got to pay <laughs> two to four times as much. Here you go. There you go. That's Done. where this whole conversation started, huh? Yep. Yeah, that's full circle, baby. Full circle. <laughs> Bam, yeah, man. Yeah, no, Benny, that was a we'll that was around. a really really good question to kick it off today. And I these are the types of things that like I'll be later on tonight. I'll be sitting on the couch like hanging out or whatever. Just like thoughts will be going through my head. I'll probably shoot you guys a text and be like, "Yo, yeah. what if yeah. uh, what if Willie hits it big on?" Uh, on his PGA tour and you know, the, the streamers over in Russia are like, Hey, Willie, come play in the KHL for uh, PGA tour golf. Like, bro, if kick <laughs> hits me up and says, come play PGA tour on kick and screw Twitch, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, I guess, I guess bottom line is money talks for people, right? That's it. That's Big it. Time. You know, well, it's, what does everybody make of this next question? To round it off here, um, we didn't cover much hockey today. I mean, we'll get to it when the playoffs get rolling. I know our plan is to have some program friends on who talk a lot of hockey, who know a lot of what's got their finger on the pulse, as you will. Um, working on that, but we'll catch up on the hockey too as we go into the playoff season. That's going to be exciting stuff. Um, I like the looseness of this episode. I like just the, the simplistic casualness here. So I'm going to keep it going because I heard another one that I found that I thought was interesting. Would you rather spend the rest of your life in jail or in the wilderness? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Stick that in your stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Willie. What do you think of that? Immediately I go to I have a bed and I have food. (laughs) Right. But nobody don't they have TVs in their cells now? See, but you guys see you can't think like that. (laughs) What do you mean? That's a legitimate question. Can I play PGA in jail? (laughs) Yeah, but what it what but you gotta you if you say in the wilderness, you Aren't a prisoner. Yeah, but I. Can you can go and do whatever the fuck you want. I'm gonna. Like would you rather them. die? Like would you rather in a treehouse and get eaten by like a panther? That's fucking like... sick. You rather? Would you rather get? Would <laughs> you rather? Get, tell me, answer me this question. Animal. Answer me this question. Would you rather have your story be you got mauled by an actual grizzly bear or you got mauled by a bear in jail? If you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Grizzly bear, I think. That's badass. You end up like Leo DiCaprio in The Depart or um, what's that one movie? I almost said The Departed when he's the mob guy. <laughs> uh, is uh, it like, where he fights the bear. What the hell's the freaking movie? The uh, The Revenant. It might be. I, I think it's I Revenant. I, never I almost it. said The Covenant, thinking I'm uh, like a Mormon or something. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't get it. Like. So, well, here's the thing. If you're in the wilderness, is it a specific place in the wilderness? And am I alone? Yeah. Am I local? (laughs) Am I local? No, am I alone? Can I go into town and go to the shops and trade these beaver skins that I got? (laughs) 
Willie, I said, am I alone? Am I alone? <laughs> Not am I local? <laughs> he he said, am I local? Can I? Say, I mean, what did you say? I said, am I alone? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, are, are you by yourself? Like, do you have any supplies? Like, these are all things you got to take into consideration. Oh, I think it's um, how I was supposed to question. They got heat and AC in jail cells, I think. Damn, yeah, damn right. They got meals. They got breakfast, lunch, I've and dinner. Never, in I've never too. been there, but they have to feed you. But you, So you're – yeah. So I think it just becomes a question, though, of – and, well, I should fill this in. You get basic, like – you get a nice knife like you would on one of those shows. Like you got the tools to where you're not just standing there in a loincloth twiddling your thumbs. Like, well, it sounds like survival. I should have picked Jeff jail. Ropes. Jeff like, Ropes isn't about to give me like some yeah. day off. Right. Um, but no, the, uh, the thing for me is I go to like those Alaskan Bush people where like they're, interesting folks. A lot of them. Right. But like you see what they do and everything. They seem pretty content. With just being, you know, self, you know, it's on them. Like, oh, I fell short on my buffalo meat for the winter. <laughs> Guess I shouldn't have been a lazy shit. I should have hunted a little more. Like, there's that own thing. Like, what, you get your food slid through the slot in jail and you're like, oh, thanks, Fred. The fucking bean casserole sucks dick today. I was Come on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get out there and you forge yourself a nice bow and arrow with that knife and you just draw that thing back. You know what I'm saying? You're never doing that in the can. I'd love to try it. And if I fail, I'll just go to jail, right? Like, that's what I, that's, that'd be my answer. <laughs> just throw me in jail if I don't survive the forest. Yeah. I'm not in town, so I, I don't have any. Those, it just, we turned it into one of those questions for like, gun to your head was like, oh yeah, by the way, the gun's not loaded. <laughs> you're still going to jail no yeah problem. you're still going to jail <laughs> yeah it's a, that was an interesting question that got thrown up um but i was like man because i was i thought the easy answer too i immediately was like what do you mean jail bad ceiling heat they give you clothes like you know what i'm saying like it's, i might read a book that whole idea and somebody else said the bear thing to me it was just like posing it that way and i was like yeah i mean i guess i'd rather a grizzly bear in the wild kill me than some guy who's just in there for life and he wants to show his buddies that he's a tough guy or something you know what i mean it's just one of those things where it's like yeah i'd rather get shanked with a bear claw than like a repurposed cereal spoon (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) all the cliches you hear that's right damn right i don't know a shaved spork. I yeah. The hunting and like that that part's very appealing though. Because well, like, that's that, like, like I, freedom, I like, you know. I mean, that's what I like. I'm an outdoorsman. I like to hunt and stuff too. But it's like that's why I feel like there's more context to it. Like, am I just dropped in the middle of yeah. the woods in the clothes I'm wearing, or like, do I have like hunting gear, like a tent and stuff to stay warm, like? The, for, so for the question itself, right, it's the equivalence of, like, what you would receive off the bat in jail. Like, there's a consensus on basic necessities you would need to survive in certain settings, right? right? Yeah. Same context as you would think in your head for, like, jail as you would. Uh, yes, you're going to get an initial tent and shelter. You get an initial knife, something, flint, 
Stone start a fight. You know what I'm saying? You get the you're, very off, you're off the rails. What do you mean? This question. What's wrong with the question? I love it. No, I think it's great. I just like wasn't anticipating putting myself in this kind of pretzel tonight. You don't have to. You can you can take your couch time and think about it. We can come back to this one next episode if you want. Or you don't have to deal with any of it. Just go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to deal with anything. They give you food. They give you the best. They don't have golf simulators in either place. So. This reminds me of that Dana White clip when someone's asking him about the illegal streamers with the pay-per-views. You'll go to federal prison. <laughs> okay. Don't they have like golf courses? Federal, federal prison, fucking like, prison. All the white all the white collar crime guys are ordering off of like steak steakhouse menus for dinner anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then I that was my question initially too. I was like, is it can it be like wise guy jail like in Goodfellas? Because I'll do right. that. <laughs> I would love yeah, I could sit around in a track <laughs> all day. <I> could <laughs> That Dana White comment is hilarious, though. Right? Because didn't I send that in our group too? Yeah. With the uh, I think it was about like, the, the cart guy. The cart guy sees outside alcohol into the corpse. You'll go to federal prison. <laughs> Don't bring Labatt blue lights into the chorus. You go to federal prison. You can bring our Labatt blue lights, though. Right. You just gotta buy them here. Um. Wow, what an episode, boys! I think we can cut it there. Nonstop laughs right through. Um, a lot of golf talk today. NHL regular season's kind of rounding up. There's some interesting races, but like this year so far, I've noticed real quick too. I think I just can't wait to see what the matchups are. I almost don't even care. Yeah. Like out west, I'm like, yeah, give me Kings Golden Knights first round. The Jonathan Quick thing, like there's things like that I, I really want to see. I want to see Toronto-Tampa Bay go again. Like, I want to see that matchup in the first round because I am pretty confident Tampa Bay is going to beat them again, and we can all laugh. Um, but you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like the race has been exciting all year. It's almost like we've been spoiled. Like, let's just get to the playoffs. So I'm excited to see how it shakes out, excited to see how the Sabres do. Um, Got to be honest, I really am low-key – rooting for the pens because there were I like those stories of the teams that get in when they didn't play great in the regular season and it's that true it's a brand new season switch it around and as just a fan of this beautiful game of hockey how can you not want to see Crosby Latang, and Malkin take another stab at another cup together I mean come on you're, you're pulling come on. heartstrings Benny I'm sorry Tudor it's just it had to be said I'm I've not kissing feeling, your ass. I've been feeling it every day. Because of that great presentation the other night. I'm not just doing that. That was genuine. That is so sad, though. It's an era that's coming to an end. But we, we, might yet, we might yet get to see a little something, something else. Who knows? I don't even want to think. I don't even want to think about the. We're not asking era. you to. We'll end it here. You can focus on the the you know being prison or living the world. Yeah. We're <laughs> a federal prison. Okay. okay. Next time, next time we go play eighteen. If if Willie reaches into his bag and pulls out a beer, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> You can't oh, have that. You're either. not even gonna. You can't call the. You can't call the cops because the they will. If the cops will be carrying, you know, it's gonna whatever. be. If they have gonna... their water bottle, the course right. Whoa, 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 whoa! 
You're gonna see a New York, you're gonna see a New York State trooper rolling down the cart path with his lights on. <laughs> you're gonna see the 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 course marshal is gonna be right behind him buzzing in the golf cart. He's gonna take the flag right off the top of the cart and just send it through. <laughs> He's jousting with it. Yeah. Get that beer out of here. Yeah. That's a 12 ounce blue light. We only sell the 16 ounce cans here. Now I know you're bringing it. God damn it. All right, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm going to go grab a blue light now. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Everybody, thanks for listening to our nonsense and our fun. We really enjoy it. We hope you do too. Um, Like I say every week, there's a lot we're working on. There's been a lot of stuff going on behind both scenes for Justition and Skate Skins. just stay tuned, man. Uh, big year coming. We're going to keep saying it, and you're going to start seeing pretty soon. It's got some new merch coming. We're going to be talking about uh, this episode will come out a few days before we officially announce the date of release. So details to come on that. Thanks for the support, everybody. Thanks for listening. And as always, we'll be back next week. Another brand new episode. Unless you hear from us, of course, before that. Peace, everybody. Thank you.